Welcome to Commission Impossible. My name is Scott Fish. Sitting here with me, as always, is Ryan McDowell. Uh, you know the deal. We were we've been come known for commissioning over the years. Got together to do a podcast to help all the commissioners and even league members out out there. Uh, our show is very evergreen, so listen to it uh, lots of times. Go through and listen to each episode a hundred times. It sounds good to us. Uh, lister questions, bad commission stories, interesting league ideas, stuff like that. Email us, commissionpod at gmail.com. Now, on to the show. Ryan McDowell, we had a huge COVID show last week that was pretty long. <laughs> <laughs> we did, we did. We're, we take it easy on here. We're used to these 20, 30-minute shows, and uh, that was a marathon. We We thought about you know, breaking it up, but I, I think just just the uh, the monster couple hour show, two hour plus show, trying to answer a- as many questions as possible really? uh, related yeah. to related to COVID and what commissioners should be doing. I th- I think that was the right call. Um, we, we've even got some more today coming in, so we didn't we didn't yeah. get to everything. I was going to say, I don't think we got to everything because we still got some questions and, and we'll, we'll start there. Actually, I'll start with one that's not in here, but it has been asked me, uh, could we go more in, de- in detail on the keeper part of that? And I actually do think it was really answered. If you are in a keeper league where you traded draft picks or the draft picks have value assigned to keepers, things like that, you need to do your draft. You need to still do your draft. Um, and then you'll have a, you'll have to decide on, uh, you know, future draft order, stuff like that after, um, that, that, you know, you can listen to that show for, for ways to possibly do that. Um, if you do had no trading of draft picks, uh, no draft values assigned, I suppose you could go without doing your draft, but I, I would actually recommend doing your draft either way. I, at this point, weirdly, Ryan, I'm starting to feel more and more like we're going to get a season or at least some form of a season. Aren't you? Or, or like it's a, it's been a roller coaster. There are days I don't, and there are days I do. I'm on a day that I do right now. Yeah. I kind of, kind of am as well. And I have, um, I guess I've been pessimistic or maybe some would say realistic about this, but for the past few weeks, I've been thinking no season at all. We're not going to get it. Uh, and now I'm starting to think like, like you just said, that we, we get something at least, at least we get to start to a season. And I think the keeper league conversation is so tough because again, every keeper league is, is pretty different. And there's, yeah. um, you know, they kind of all have our, their own subset of rules. I, I only play in one keeper league, actually. It is my home league. And in that league, we normally, uh, the, the cost of the keeper is plus four rounds every year. So, your your tenth rounder last year will cost a sixth rounder this year to keep, et cetera. Um, mm-hmm. And and what they're doing in in that league is basically breaking uh, with with a four round uh, setup. They're basically breaking the season into four sections. If we get twenty five percent of the season or less, then instead of plus four rounds, it's going to be plus one round next year. It would only ca- uh, cost you a ninth rounder to keep that former 10th round pick. And then it goes from there, 26 to 50% up two rounds, 51 to 75 up three rounds. And if we get at least three quarters of the season, 
uh, we still go up the four rounds as normal. So that's, that's one option. Um, you could maybe apply that to your league if you do a plus two round or plus three. Uh, but again, the, the rules in keeper leagues are so varied. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, just it's tough. It's tough to say one answer that can apply to. Yeah, I feel like between the the long COVID show and that and, you know, other stuff we've discussed, I I have trust in the commissioners listening to this. If you found this show, you've already you've already proven yourself to be a commissioner that, you know, cares deeply about your league and and makes good decisions for your league. So I'm going to trust that between all that we've mentioned you can take parts of that. You can probably figure out what, what the best route to go is. Yeah. Um, uh, another thing that came up and uh, I'm going to read this part, this part, this is from Dan uh, basically mentioning how we didn't bring up. What if a single game gets canceled and is moved to later in the season, etc. cetera. Um, he says, mentioned the one year we had the one with the hurricane and they swapped it to a different week. Um, hard to transfer points back that far, etc. Um, my simple answer is that game doesn't count. And, and if it, if it's, uh, if it's late enough notice that players aren't, owners aren't able to swap players, um, then, you know, you allow them to swap their players out of that game for, for replacements. But if that game gets canceled that week, that, that game doesn't count for the week. (laughs) It's as simple as that for me. Yeah, for me, for me as well, and and I think I think we're going to have a lot of situations, really, over the next year or so that we're going to be able to kind of follow the lead of the NFL on, and, and that would be one of them. So, uh, if we're talking about one game that gets canceled due to COVID or or rescheduled to a different week because of COVID, I mean, what I would think would probably happen is some bye weeks would be shifted. Uh, maybe a, a team would have a bye week in, in week three instead of week eight. And yeah. uh, so the schedule would get rearranged a little bit. And that's what uh, and happened if, with Miami Tampa Bay. That was a week two game that, that got moved to later in the season and just turned into a bye. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, if it's something like that, then it's exactly what you said. Um, just those players are unavailable that week and, and you move forward. Um, I mean, what we're seeing in, in baseball obviously is multiple games being canceled um, each week or, or even each day I saw, I'm not a fantasy baseball player, but I saw someone screenshot their roster, uh, last week in, in you know, there were, a, I don't know, 20 players and like almost half of them were, um, their games had been suspended that day. So I don't, I don't know what you're, I don't know what baseball commissioners are doing, but it's, uh, you know, it's, it's certainly tough and, Unfortunately, we're probably going to probably going to get to that point or something similar in a few uh, in a few weeks, few months for us. Nice. Yep. Yeah. And and when a game gets canceled, I have to believe there'll be enough notice because it's the NFL that teams in your league will be able to adjust their rosters before it happens. You yeah, know, I, so I hope so. Really, the only fantasy points that should count that week are the games that actually play that week. You don't you don't try to you know hold over a score and then get the points from six weeks later. Don't do that. No. Um, uh, this question comes from uh, Liam in. Uh, oh, now I would say Birmingham, but I'm thinking that's probably not right, Scott. Over over, over across the pond here. Yeah, what do you think? Birmingham. 
Uh, yeah, probably Bir- Birmingham. It's probably <laughs> it's not like 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 Tottenham has that that sound to it. Tottenham instead of Tot- Tottenham or whatever. Or yeah, Tottenham. We, it's Tottenham. We apologize, Liam. We probably, I bet it's I bet it's Birmingham. Bur- Birmingham. Totally butchered that. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> appreciate the question coming coming from the UK. Or is it, or is it or is it like a is it like a a hall at the University of Kentucky? Like is that is that like a is that like a hall on campus? Maybe I don't. I don't think we would name anything after Birmingham. That, that would not happen. We got SEC battles here. Oh, just thought. Just All right, thought Liam says uh, a question about League Safe. Scott, this one's right up your alley. I was informed by their customer service team that they no longer allow deposits from international users. Their solution was for me to PayPal my league fees to a member of my league. Uh, and then pay on my behalf, which kind of defeats the purpose of using yeah, LeagueSafe. He, he this notes, sucks. Um, as LeagueSafe has taken this approach, do you know of any alternatives to LeagueSafe that accept <sighs> global deposits and payouts? Okay, um, so I, I, I don't, don't, unfortunately. The, the problem is because of state regulations nowadays, because they're becoming more and more regulated, you're not going to find a legal one, right? Like, unless it's an overseas one, like you're not going to find, I know that their league safe has competitors in the States, but if they're allowing like UK deposits, they're not running it legally. So how safe do you feel about that? I mean, um, so uh, there might be a international one that I don't know that's overseas. I haven't heard of it. Um, uh, You're right on the side of PayPal. In fact, what sucks about PayPal too is it's against their terms of service and they could lock you if they find out it's a, it's a really rough situation for international uh, people that want to do that. I will say 99% of the people I've talked to that do PayPal, like don't have issues. And I'm assuming that's true for you too, Ryan. Like I've only heard of a couple people ever having issues. Yeah, I do. Um, well, let's, let's just say I don't use uh, league say for my leagues, but um, yeah, this is this is a tough spot, um, and unfortunately, there's not an easy answer. I, I guess I would kind of default to the advice he got from League Safe is hopefully there's there's one person in your league. It doesn't necessarily That's have to be your commissioner, yeah. um, but there's one person in your league that you uh, trust to send money to and to uh, submit it on your behalf and, and hopefully yeah. collect winnings on your behalf as well at the end of the year. Uh, that's that's probably the the best advice, and and I know that's what you've already heard. So that's um, I don't know it's, I don't know if a, we're very helpful right now. Yeah, I was gonna say in your specific situation, um, yeah, that is probably the best advice. Hopefully, you would have. I, I mean, the other the other option is if the rest of your league is doing league safe, and you're the only one because you're international. Do you have a buddy in the states that that? you trust or a family member in the States. Yeah, that's true. It doesn't even have to be someone in the league. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It doesn't have to be someone in the league. It could be your, your buddy who you're good friends with in, but he's in, he's in a legal area and uh, have that guy actually just make the payment and et cetera. That's, I suppose that's a possible way. Um, But yeah, your, your second question about alternatives. I don't know a, a place that legally does it. Um, allowing uh, international, it would have to be an international, like an off offshore uh, place. So I, I don't really know. Yeah, um, sorry, yeah. sorry, Liam. So, 
Well, hopefully, hopefully there was something in there that could help. Um, this one we probably don't need to because we dev- we talked about that last week, right, Ryan? So for the listeners, just a, just another COVID question. And uh, we we talked about COVID a lot last week. So <laughs> um, is this mine or yours here? The next oh, one's yours. All right. Uh, thanks for the invite to the fishbowl, says Matthew from the Great Lake State. So apparently Matthew got in. Uh, very cool. Um, charity is what really matters. Oh, this is this might be another uh, COVID one. Uh, well, no, maybe not. One of the new leagues I am running this year I call the Rivals League. The basis of the league is there are 12 owners, 6 division, 2 teams per division. Only division winners make the playoffs. During the startup, you can skip one of your picks to choose your rival at any time during the startup. Okay, so okay. basically you're drafting and somewhere you can just draft a rival instead of a player. Um, in an auction, you would be able to nominate your bid for your first, second, third, fourth, or fifth choice of your rival. Okay. The following year, the worst, the five worst team in the league get choice of their rival starting with the 101. That's actually how my home league does it. Um, next, the team with the 102 in the rookie draft or auction would get their choice next. So on. That's actually, that's actually how both my home league and all my pigs leagues do it is, you know, worst to first choosing your rivals. But do your um, rivals change every year in your league? Yes. Yes, absolutely. You have a rival okay. draft every single year. Okay. Yep. I'm I think I'm only in one league that uses rivals and I guess I just don't have a firm grasp on um everything you could do with that or 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 really how it works. Yeah, there there's a lot of things you can do with it and and I I will be completely honest I've been in leagues with rivals where it does not work and I know Ghost uh, our buddy the Ghost yeah. Uh, has also been in leagues with rivals where they don't work and leagues where they do. So like, it's, it's one of those things that you just, you have to have, you have to hope that the people in your league buy in. You're, you're asking for general thoughts on this. Um, since I do this with my home league um, and the pigs leagues, we, we do the rival draft every year, worst to first. Um, uh, I would say it works in some leagues and it's fun. Uh what we do with ours is we have a progressive pot, and if you get like five rival wins, so basically it takes you at least five years to win it. If you beat okay. your rival five years in a row, and it's obviously different rivals, uh, you get a trophy. It actually takes six years because, or you know, I don't know, five years, whatever. But there's lots of things you could do with progressive pots and trophies. Like in my home league, we have like a diehard trophy and a bacon trophy and a scotch trophy and a duct tape trophy and. Uh, and you, and you, you, you play for those when you play against your rival each year. So, um, there's, there's kind of fun little twists you can do with it, but, um, obviously my general thoughts are, I love it when the owners buy in. So that's my general thought on it. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. So I, I would do it, uh, Matthew from the Great Lake State because, and if you, and if you find that your owners are not really buying in, not really that interested in it, drop it. It's it's an easy thing to drop too. Uh, next question, Ryan is looking long. Yeah, no, this looks this looks like a good one. I'm liking this one. Okay, this comes from Sean from Pennsylvania, Kinsburg, Pennsylvania. Can I give a brief on this? Because yes. he says it's from my guest on the Dynasty Trades. Just for your edification, Ryan, as you read this, I mentioned on Dynasty Trades HQ 
how for a few years now I've wanted to run a delayed dynasty league that we, you know, delayed dynasty we did for years, or at least I did for years. And I don't know if you're still in it, but rookies and you never draft that. You only draft rookies each year. And I tried to, you know, flesh out pros and cons of uh, what could go wrong with that. But that's, that's the preface to, to what this email is that uh, a league where you only draft rookies each year and your team gets bigger and bigger each year because of that. No vets. Okay. Sounds good. All right. So again, this is from Sean from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Sean says, I love the show. A few months ago, Scott was a guest on the dynasty trades HQ pod and made an almost throwaway comment near the end of it. He said he was thinking of a league where it's only rookies coming into the league but wasn't sure how to get that going. It's been swimming around my head ever since. Uh, and I think I may have come up with a way to do it. This is what I've outlined. I would love to hear what you think. No veterans to start. Players can only be acquired through the rookie draft or trade. No waivers. Years one through five will be best ball. Starting year six, teams will be required to set a starting lineup. Year one will be an auction. Starting year two, there will be a four-round draft right after the NFL draft, a two-round draft in August. Draft order will be determined by record and consolation bracket. Uh, starting lineups for years one through five. Uh, lots of flexibility, zero to two quarterbacks, zero to 12. Everything else, essentially the best 12 players, uh, regardless of position uh, with we a two don't quarterback need, limit. Yeah, and we don't need to get into the scoring because um, we're just talking about the main idea. People can figure out their scoring on their own. Uh, right. I had most of this. I, however, did not have starting lineups that deep. Like year one, 12 rookies as your starting lineup for 12 different teams, it's too much. Like I believe I had it three I had three or four starters, you know, um, for, for year one, and it, and it increased by a starter each year or something like that. Right. That's what I was going to say. Maybe start out with a low number and, and add to it as you go. I think that would make a yep. lot of sense in this type of league. Yep. Um, that's, that's what I would suggest. That's yep. That's how I had it. And it, it was same as him, no requirements. That means you weren't forced to, to throw quarterbacks in, you know, like you weren't super forced to, you know, get the stud quarterbacks right away. You could, you know, you could, you could, uh, be, be a little more flexible. Um, I did not have year one through five as best ball though. I, I just had like a, you start th- like four players year one, five, like three players year one, four year two, five year three, you know, just kept increasing it. But you would pick the starters each week. But I like the best ball idea too. Um, the main part of the league is no vets. It's rookie only um, drafts or auctions. No, So you can trade for them. You can't pick up anybody. That avoids people being able to pick up. Vets, it also means you can't pick up rookies that people missed on, which sucks. But, uh, yeah, that basically all of this is exactly the same as I had it, um, except for the starting lineup part. But it's a good idea out there. Yeah, yeah, I think it's worth it's worth trying. Um, and I, I like the idea of an auction uh, year yep. one. Um, you, you talked about rookies you missed on. I think I would almost just want to make it large enough that – essentially every rookie is rostered um yeah that's i mean yeah that's the plan yep i yeah sorry i agree with that yep and there there would still be some there would still be some we miss on uh, undrafted free agents and guys signed after the season i mean that those things happen occasionally guys Um, like preston williams if you do the draft early may 
Preston Williams might not have gotten drafted. Yeah, and that that's a good point. That's another uh, an, another good piece of of his plan is uh, the the four round draft as soon as the NFL draft happens, and then mm-hmm. come back in August with with two more rounds. Yep. Um, I like. Or that. if you want to do an auction, you know. As you know, Ryan, we do a bunch of leagues that do a a May draft and then the, another couple rounds in August, and that's that's yeah. a very good very good way to protect against that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, we we like this idea. Yep. Um, take it and run with it. That's that's what we always suggest when we we throw out uh, you know little little bits of, um, <laughs> of what's floating around our head. Uh, please take it and run with it. We would, yeah, do we it. would love to see how it goes. Yeah, we we love when people do these things and then update us. So Sean McCormick from Pennsburg, Pennsylvania, Pennsburg, Pennsylvania. That's a lot of pen in there. A mouthful. Yeah. I feel like I did a ton of talking in that one that was your read, Ryan. It is okay. Would you like me to read the next one? Uh yes. All right. This one comes from Tom Carlack. Not sure where Tom's from. Uh Tom says, uh, hello guys, love the show. It's a great honor to be playing in SFBX. Uh, it's my third year, still extremely honored to be a part of that. Thanks for playing. Um my friends and I have been running a 12-team, 16-person keeper league. Kamish calls it a dynasty, but it's a keeper. <laughs> thanks, thanks for that as well. We can tell Tom's a, Tom's a listener, as we always point that out, Scott. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, in the offseason, several owners have been complaining that certain teams have been uh, dominating the league. Uh, I have won four straight years, thanks to DLF and Dynasty Nerds. After a few meetings, the owners have decided to continue this keeper league for two more years. After the two years, the league vote to continue the league or fold it. On top of that, we'll be adding a 14-team salary cap for the same league owners. Hmm. We've agreed on all the basics, scoring, league uh, roster size, etc. There will be an auction startup with a separate rookie draft. Now rookie draft order was randomized set for a round draft. Uh, one through 14 each round. My question, if we're all starting from scratch, shouldn't we use a snake draft rather than NFL draft style? Draft style looks like the early team picks will be giving them a huge rookie boost. Um, I think if it's randomized, then I think you could make a strong case for that. Uh, if you are auctioning first, what I do in my leagues and what I would suggest is uh, you make those rookie picks part of the startup auction, and uh, your the the players in your league can uh, value those picks however they'd like. Uh, that's what I would do. Uh, but yeah, if you're sticking with a draft, it and it it is randomized and has nothing to do with the obviously previous, previous year finish or anything like that, then then I would think snake would be uh, a better option here. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Hey, you, you really got to, I, I really think you got to go snake in the, in this situation. I, I agree with Ryan though. Like if you can make those picks part of the auction and you can auction off that, those picks, that's fun. Um, it might be a bit more work, but uh, it's, it's definitely a, fu- a fun way to go about it or just, you know, auction off the rookies <laughs> like right in the auction. You don't like that? No, I just do because- like that. Because of rookie contract, I was going to say, what's the, because of rookie contracts, you don't like that or, but like, if it's, if it's a startup year and you're starting it up next year, if 
it's a startup year, just put the rookies right in the auction. Don't even do the rookie draft at all. But if you have to do the rookie draft and you have to do it as a draft and not an auction, uh, snake is the way to go. (laughs) Absolutely. That's um, honestly, I wasn't even thinking about that, but when you said that, that's, that's kind of why I was laughing is just, just put them in the auction, just put them in the startup. There's put the rookies in the startup. I, I don't, I don't really know why you wouldn't. I mean, if you're if you're talking about a startup in February or, or March, that makes more sense. But at this point, just just get them included. Yeah. So, all right, Tom. Hope that helps. Um, hopefully, uh, hopefully your league takes heed and and at bare minimum doesn't do the rookie draft order one to fourteen every round um, for a startup year. That's that's just not that's that's probably the the worst way to possibly do that out of out of the ones we've discussed. Uh, let's see what we got here for time. Twenty five minutes. Um, do we want to listen to a god awful story, Ryan? Um, or <laughs> it sounds pretty uh, pretty intriguing. I think. Or uh, a kind of uh, a take on forced dispersal draft league. Oh, okay. Yeah. Even Which more. Do you want to Let's go with that one. Okay. All right. What downsides would you anticipate for a dynasty league where the bottom two teams are required to participate in a dispersal draft each year along with any new owners? Might call it a flush league or something like that along those lines. But basically, if you finish bottom two, kind of like a relegation league with nowhere to relegate, uh, the, if you finish bottom two, you're forced to enter the dispersal draft. What do you think on that? Um, yeah, I don't love that. <laughs> I do, not, <laughs> do not love that one as a, as a you, proponent of dispersal or second chances. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. As as a as a proponent of, of productive struggle and uh, going going young early in the league, um, man, the the pressure would really be on uh, as the season winds down, right? Like you're you're one of those two teams. You've got a ton of young players. Maybe you've got maybe you've even got a ton of future rookie picks that you've traded for um, that, that you would be in danger of possibly losing. And now you're, you're making trades just to get one win late in the season or something like that, trying to get to uh, 10th place instead of 11th or 12th. Um, I mean, saying all that, it would, it would certainly bring some action to the league uh, in that way. You'd be trying to play it safe. You'd be, you'd be playing a lot more win now, but Man, it's one of those things where I think it sounds like a fun idea, and it probably is a fun idea for some leagues, but I can see a lot of downsides to this. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I agree. I, I I probably wouldn't do it. It would be interesting to to see what it's you know to see what it's like. I guess. Yeah, it's to see how it goes. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where you just can't rebuild. Like I think I think it'd be tough to rebuild in in that situation, and I I kind of wonder. And obviously, there's no data to even look at this, but I I kind of wonder if 
if you're a bottom team and you get dispersed, like what are your odds of being a bottom team the next year again and, and being dispersed again? Like having that cycle continue where you, you stay at the bottom. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. No, I could see that. I mean, so the, one of the good things about a dispersal draft is, and it, it doesn't happen every time, but occasionally you have a, a middle of the pack team or maybe even a good team either leave the league or just want to want to rebuild, want to mix it up. Um, and you get some, some really quality players um, entering the, the uh, you know, in, into the mix with, with maybe the bottom dwellers. In this format, you're taking two bad teams and and just mixing them up. So you are going to have those those you're situations need where teams you're going to yeah. need more teams to enter that flush or whatever that right. dispersal draft. And and you'll have a you'll have situations where um, it is filled with rookies and those rookies improve and break out and whatever. But you're still taking the two worst teams in the league, no matter how you look at it, and and just flipping their teams around. So it's, um, yeah, just, I don't know if I see the benefit of it, honestly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a consider the why moment. I think, I think it sounds like fun. I do think it sounds like fun. I just think that there are downsides to it. Um, but if you get a league that's on board, have fun with it. And especially if the league has some turnover, it would be, uh, it would be it would it would be helpful for those two bottom teams that are flush. But I, I think we've spoken our piece on it. Um, it's an interesting idea. I like it, John from Philly. I, I like the idea. I, I I do think that. Uh, gosh, trying to think if there's anything you could add to the rookie draft to help the the dispersal draft, or I would at least let other players in the league if they wanted to join the dispersal, I would, I would let them in as well. So it, you're not always going to have the two team dispersal with the two worst teams in the league, but maybe you get another team ju- uh, jumping in or you get uh, the new player in the league. Who's taking over a team. They, they are in as well. Something yep. like that. Yep. Absolutely. I, I think that this is a format where you want other teams to be able to be part of that dispersal so that, you know, it, it, it elevates those two bottom teams. Uh, obviously you're, you're evening them out, but you want to elevate them as well. And I, I think that, you know, giving other, giving other teams a chance to join plus the new teams uh, just, just gives more opportunity for those bottom teams to, you know, have, ex- have a, a better chance at not being in the bottom the next year. So um, yeah. I agree. I agree, Ryan. That's that's a that's a good thing to to put in there for them to add to that. Any team can join a, join the dispersal if they want to. Um, I don't know if there's like some kind of benefit you could add on to joining the dispersal or something. Like in the dispersal is the extra one dot thirteen pick, like that is normally unavailable to anyone else, but it's in the dispersal or something. Like yeah, just just an extra carrot for people to. I don't know. That's yeah. That might that might work. Yeah, yeah you've got. To, I think I do think you have to add some some kind of a bailout program to those teams. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, John from Philly, for that interesting idea there. 
Um, let's call this a show, Ryan, and get on out of here. So for myself, ScottFish24, for Ryan, RyanMC23, those are our Twitter handles. Go follow us there. Email us, commishpod at gmail.com. Rate, review us on whatever you listen to this on. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.